Welcome to the Rounds to Residency podcast, brought to you by Med School Coach. Each episode, get clinical rotation advice and tips to prepare for your externships and residency in healthcare. We interview preceptors and physician educators who will prepare you for your rotation and improve your clinical experience. Now, here's your host, Chase DeMarco. Today's guest is Dr. Ahya Khan. She is an occupational medicine residency program director and assistant clinical professor at the University of California, Irvine. She's also dual boarded in internal medicine and preventive medicine. I know there's a difference there, and I think we'll cover that in just a moment. And as a program director, she knows some of the best kept secrets in medicine, which we will cover in this episode. Dr. Khan, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I do want to start off with a question here, and that is, what is the biggest challenge facing residents in your current specialty? Sure. I mean, there's a couple of challenges, one being even before they become residents. And it's basically, you know, finding out about our specialty. Not many medical students have heard about occupational environmental medicine as a board certification specialty, as a residency training program, or know very little about it. So the fact that if we have a resident and they were able to find out about the specialty, take enough interest to learn more about it and actually apply and get into the program speaks volumes. And so one of the things that I want to emphasize on this podcast is that, yes, it is a specialty um, and you may have not heard about it. I didn't hear about it actually until my third year of internal medicine residency. And I'm glad I came across it because it really changed the trajectory of my career. The other challenge I would say is the ever-changing tide of medicine. Even within occupational environmental medicine, the demands and needs have changed. So about 30 years ago or so, there were more corporate occupational environmental medicine physicians. And then there became this evolution of larger health systems providing occupational medicine services. So what I stress to my residents is that there is actually a field of opportunity for them. And the advantage of being in occupational environmental medicine is that we can develop our own niche and that opens up unique pathways for our residents. So our physicians have become subject matter experts in disability, workers' compensation, public safety sector health, toxicology, lab biosafety. I can just go on about that. Wow. Yeah. This is definitely a specialty that I didn't know much about. I still don't know much about, honestly. And that's part of the reason why I'm really happy to have you on to really explain to the current physicians and the residents and students listening to this podcast so they can better prepare for their clinical rotations, for their residency, and just know the other options that are out there because there are many more than we expect that we know about necessarily. And having those opportunities or knowing more about them early on can really shape the direction of where you're going to go and what goals you're going to set in your academic pathways. Completely agree with that. I think we want to give our medical students as many opportunities to discover different areas in medicine as much as possible. And I speak to, you know, other specialties as well as about what I do, because no matter what field you go into, you're going to encounter workers. And people are affected by their surroundings, their environment. And so having that basic foundation of how work and the environment interact and affect our health is important no matter what field you go into. Before I got into this, 
if I happened to know what occupation my patient had, it didn't really register to me how that actually affects their health. And so we spend majority of our time at work, especially here in the U.S. You know, even with this pandemic and a lot of us working at home, even with medical students had to work from home technically, there became this other dynamic and this loss of separation between your work and your life. So there's so many factors of how work and our environment interact and affect our health. Yeah, I think the sort of occupational psychology is something that I've heard of a little bit before, just really trying to find out what the stressors are more mentally in the workplace and how to curb those from a sort of a corporate side, industrial and occupational side. But doing that in medicine really makes sense. And it's something that we probably completely forget about. You definitely don't hear about it in board review materials or have a specific class on it in medical school. And the fact that you didn't even find out about it really until your third year of your residency speaks volumes to just how underappreciated this is. So what really is occupational and environmental medicine? And does that fall under the purview of preventative or preventive medicine? I guess those should probably be clarified first. So it is preventive medicine. That's the correct way to pronounce it. Technically, under ACGME, we have the preventive medicine umbrella, and then we have occupational environmental medicine underneath that, as well as aerospace medicine. Essentially, though, occupational environmental medicine really functions independently as its own specialty. In terms, you can just go directly into occupational environmental medicine and get board certified. And really, and I as alluded to what our specialty is, we are focused on worker and environmental health. So work-related injuries and illnesses, environmental toxicology, public health and policy, we cover it all. And so our residents really get a flavor for many different aspects of medicine. They go into rotations at corporate work sites, regulatory agencies, public health sectors, managed care companies. And that's the type of careers they end up getting into. So Yes, they may do clinical occupational medicine, but they may also work for an insurance company or become the chief medical officer of a corporation or get involved in regulatory agencies like Cal OSHA. We're here in California. You know, I talk a lot about Cal OSHA or OSHA in general for your more national audience here. So there's like a wide scope of what our residents really go into and what they really interests are. And like I mentioned about developing a niche, like there's so much variety. We talk a lot, especially in the last few years, about environmental justice, you know, climate change. We talk about underserved populations and meeting the needs of underserved populations and addressing healthcare disparities. And occupational medicine physicians are poised to address those issues. We see a lot of workers coming from underserved backgrounds who may be more susceptible to different work-related injuries and illnesses. So we can work with them on an individual level as well as a more population level. So it's a really broad field, even though there's a, this niche of worker health and environmental health. And so if you have an interest in really helping people and getting down to why they're sick and making a change for the better, environmental medicine is the way to go. 
it feels like I hear more and more from students and early residents that once they get into certain clinical fields or certain environments, they're really not that happy there. And it sounds like this is a great alternative that's not the typical clinical setting, hospital setting, but still involved in medicine and still helping people in a similar manner. It seems to include a little bit more of, like you said, like social justice type topics. And I think that'll really resonate with a lot of students. So giving them a little bit of insight into this is probably going to be very beneficial. And I have to wonder how many residency spots are there for this? Because again, it's just not something that you tend to hear about a lot. Before I get to that, I think you made a great point about stepping out of, you know, just pure clinical medicine, having other opportunities as well. You can go really either way with occupational and environmental medicine. And one of the things I really stress to our residents is the business side of medicine, because we don't get that in medical school. I don't know if that's changed recently. You may know that more than I do, but, you know, the administrative aspect, how to talk to multiple key stakeholders is an essential part of our competencies in occupational environmental medicine. I don't have the top of my head the number of residency slots, but there are about 23 residency programs in the U.S. So there's not a whole lot. And, you know, we definitely need more residency programs to address the need of occupational environmental medicine. Really, this pandemic, and I really want to highlight that, is occupational environmental medicine physicians were poised to take the lead in addressing this pandemic. You know, when we heard about grocery store workers, people in the meatpacking industry, and of course, our healthcare workers, not having adequate PPE, wellness issues. This is what we do in making sure that people return back to work safely, that they get tested, and creating safety and health protocols for corporations. So this has worked as a great case study to really show outside of a smaller sphere of known physicians that this is really widespread. It's something that needs a lot more attention and probably needs more funding, more residency spots, more applications, and just to grow in general. I definitely agree. This is something that I work on with many other leaders in occupational environmental medicine is to expand the residency slots, get more funding, get the word out that this is the best kept secret in medicine, that we have a great work lifestyle balance you know, at least in my residency program, we don't do any night calls or weekends. There's not real like emergency per se you would have that I've had to deal with an in internal medicine residency. So in terms of, you know, having that career work-life balance, occupational environmental medicine is great for that. And we have the least burnout in different fields of medicine. That's really interesting. I think that's a great stat to influence students in a way as well, because that's such a big concern right now. And if there are certain jobs that they just know they're not going to be able to do for the long term, but they're jumping into it because they think it's their only residency spot that's really available to them. Now, knowing that there are other options out there and it might be better suited for their skill sets, their future desires, their ability to handle stress and other personality factors. I think that really opens up the doors a lot more for students in general. Yeah. And even for current residents or people who've already finished a residency, like I said, I already did internal medicine and then I went over into occupational environmental medicine and really having that strong clinical background serves you well in occupational environmental medicine. I like it. 
Did you know you can find and schedule your own clinical rotations? Students can reach out to preceptors nationwide and schedule their own rotations. You can even refer a friend, earning you credit towards clinical externships of your choosing. Go to findarotation.com for more information. That's Find a Rotation, your medical and healthcare clinical rotations platform. All right, so we've kind of covered what this field of medicine is and probably something new to a lot of the audience because it seems to be new to a lot of medicine in general and probably almost unknown to outside of medicine. <laughs> but let's say they have heard this, they're really interested, they want to now switch over to goal-directed towards occupational medicine. Are there certain things that they should really look for, especially with all of the changes we're seeing in academic medicine and medical education, that would highlight their skills or their abilities for an application in this residency? Yeah, I think getting exposure to the field would be great, and it would really make them stand out in their applications because maybe they hear this podcast or they hear about it in some other means, but getting that exposure, that direct exposure would be wonderful for them whether that's attending a conference in occupational environmental medicine or doing a rotation at an institution that already has a residency program, shadowing an occupational medicine physician, and putting that on your application. Because ultimately, we want physicians, we want residents that are passionate about the field. And you won't really know if you're passionate about it until you get some type of exposure to it. At least that's how I felt. I mean, I had to do a rotation in this field. It wasn't very long, but it was just enough for me to develop this love of this field. And that's really what you need. That gut feeling it doesn't necessarily have to be love at first sight, but pretty close to it. It sounds like a very interesting specialty to gain some experience in. I suppose there might be a couple of states in particular that this is more pronounced in, that there are more opportunities, or is it pretty nationally? Are there a lot of opportunities nationally for students? Yeah, it's pretty widespread throughout the nation. I'm in Southern California, and there's a program at Loma Linda and one at UCSF. So in Munch, California, those are the programs. But there are different states in the East Coast, down in the South, and the Midwest as well. Okay, good to know. Are there any other things that maybe an applicant would want to avoid? Perhaps trying to apply to too many different residencies or just something in particular that would stand out on a residency application that kind of says maybe you're not a good fit for this specialty. Yeah, I think, you know, some residents or applicants do apply to very different fields and just in hopes that they'll get into a residency, which I completely understand in this age of competitiveness and trying to get matched. But if your interest is really in occupational environmental medicine, apply for that. Some people do apply for both preventive medicine and occupational environmental medicine, but then maybe realize during the interview process, their heart is in one or the other. So we really look for those who are truly vested into occupational environmental medicine. That's where they want to go into. And I think if they have the passion they'll probably get a slot unless there's, you know, major red flags on their applicant application or there's just something that, you know, wouldn't fit right with that program. 
But if they have the passion, they're making effort to know what is occupational environmental medicine. They've gone to conferences, attended journal clubs. You know, we've had people call us up and say, hey, can I just listen in on your journal clubs? And I said, sure. You know, or they wanted to attend a conference with us. Sure. You can definitely do that and get some type of exposure without doing some type of formal rotation with us. And if they can closely work with an occupational environmental medicine physician and get a letter of recommendation, that really makes them stand out because they've already developed some type of informal mentorship that way. And they can really learn what is our field about because some people have this narrow idea of occupational medicine that, oh, it's just about workers' compensation. And I've had applicants like that. And when I explain you know, what we do and, and in terms of our residency and what jobs people have gotten, their eyes like widen open and they're like, oh, I didn't know you could do all of that. I'm like, yeah, that's the great thing about this field. So talking to people is great. Talking to current residents, alumni, and because everyone's going to have a different experience, different training program and different pathway that they took. So kind of learning what they're doing. And one of the things that drew me into occupational environmental medicine was the ability to have flexibility in my career, that I didn't have to work eight to five in an outpatient clinic every single day for the rest of my life or in a hospital setting, that two days I could work in a clinic. One day I could work in an insurance company. The other day, be a medical director for a pharmaceutical company, et cetera, et cetera. I'm in academia now but my work is still really varied. I don't do the same thing every day. I really like that variability. I think a lot of students kind of feel that way, contemporarily anyway, whether they did in the past or not, I'm not sure, but they want to have a little bit more autonomy over their schedules and be able to take more breaks or vacations with their family if they need to, if they have the ability. So something like this really sounds like a great opportunity for many different students. And I like that you threw in that they might not be able to get a clinical rotation, a clerkship in this, but just attending the conferences, attending other events is a great way to network and to gain some better insight into what the field provides in general. Yeah, that makes me remember, you know, the networking that happens within our field is just amazing. I don't know if you're going to find this in other fields. So our professional organization is called ACOM, the American College of Occupational and Environmental Medicine, and it has regional components. So depending where you are in the U.S., so we have this Western region for California and four other states, and we are very close-knit. So this may not be a huge field of physicians that are in occupational environmental medicine, but we make large impact. So... We are able to network with each other and network outside of occupational environmental medicine. So if you want to get to know people really well, get up into leadership, make actual impact on even a larger scale outside of individual patient care, you can definitely do that within OEM. I think this sounds really great. I'm definitely more interested in it now myself. <laughs> I'm doing <a> rotation. <laughs> <laughs> Let's find some. Are there other aspects as far as fellowships or subspecialties that also apply to this particular specialty? After occupational environmental medicine, you can start working right away, of course. Some people decide to do additional training, for example, in toxicology, or if they had an interest in aerospace medicine, they may want to do that as well. 
And some uh, past residents have gone to do epidemiology fellowship at the CDC. So there are different opportunities for that. Awesome. A lot of research, a lot of variability, control over your schedule. It really sounds almost like the ideal for many students. <laughs> I forgot to mention that in addition to the clinical training and the real life experience, there is a requirement for all our residents to complete an MPH or an MPH equivalent. And so that is part of your training. You go back to school and you get a degree. That's really interesting. Is that the only specialty that has that requirement? That's my understanding. Okay. Yes, I have not heard that before, but we're supposed to be lifelong learners. So I think that's probably a great thing to do. <laughs> yes, it is. And it's really helpful for their actual career pathways. Perfect. Well, this has been very interesting so far. I'm wondering if you have any last minute pearls of wisdom or advice for the audience. Yeah, I would just say no matter what specialty you choose, try to pursue your passion, listen to your gut. And if you are able to do that, show your interest to everyone that you meet so that your passion shines to everyone. And that gets reflected on your application through your letters of recommendation, which I will say we do pay close attention to. Great advice. Great advice. And where can the audience find out more about you and your specialty? So if you want to learn about our residency program at University of California, Irvine, you know, I would just say Google UCI Occupational Medicine Residency. My name will come up and my, our link. I think that's the easiest way to then rather to give you a link. You can also look up ACOM, so A-C-O-E-M.org, and that's the professional organization. And they do have a medical students subgroup. So if you're interested, you can get involved with them and then they could you know, let you know more about occupational medicine. Awesome. And we will add links in the show notes for anyone that might be driving now and can't write these down. Dr. Alia Khan, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your wisdom with us. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. The Rounds to Residency podcast is powered by MedSchool Coach. To access MedSchool Coach services, like USMLE tutoring or residency admissions advising, visit our website at medschoolcoach.com. Good luck as you prepare for your board exams, and we hope you tune in again next time.